Dillon, up ahead, Winston. No one near him. And he's going to come out with it. And Michigan State is headed to the plus. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Spartan Crazies with Ryan and Tim. Uh, I'm not as pissed off today, so I guess that's positive, but last week I was. But, obviously, we're going to talk about the Maryland game, which I miss you lost, and uh, preview the upcoming Iowa game, which is sure to be just a well-played, beautiful football game. Uh, Tim's going to talk about some basketball, and then we're going to make our picks for the games this weekend. Uh, by the way, if you're tailing us, good on you. You're making money. So, but uh, anyways, let's get into Maryland. So, MSU loses again, thirty-one to nine. They outgain Maryland basically everything. You want to know why they lost? Turned the ball over three times. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it could have been could have been six. Yeah, in reality, I don't uh, know. Like how much you saw? Did you watch the game back? No, I didn't. I don't know how much game. you saw live, but there was. Like, there was a pick that was millimeters. The one falling out of bounds. Oh, yeah. I did. I I know which one you're talking about. At first, I thought they were going to call that a pick. I mean, it was. And then he almost threw another one. That was the touchdown. That was the touchdown drive, too, wasn't it? I think so. Um, It was. I mean, it got to a point where you almost felt bad. And everyone. I do feel bad. I feel bad for these players because these coaches suck. Well. Okay, but I was kind of getting on Noah Kim in this one. Like, on the broadcast, man, it was rough. Like, and you should have seen the shots of him on the side just looking like um, just a total, like, staring into space. It was, like, he had to be taken out. There was no other choice. I'll get into him in a little bit. But Um, anyway, go on. uh, Yeah, it's just, like, it's just execution, basic things, basic fundamentals and they can't get them right like that that's coaching man it's straight up coaching i'm sorry tucker again this is all almost all of this is his fault he hired these coaches he never fired anybody like ross ells man we're in year four here you, you don't have a guy sitting there for a fake punt i mean really dude you've been here for four years and you've done absolutely nothing like this is guy i i put out a tweet during the game I asked, is Ross Ells the worst Michigan State football coach ever to be employed at MSU? <laughs> like, seriously. Like, I, I like I think he's worse than Warner. I think he's worse than Bullman. I think he's worse than Staten. And, like, seriously? Like, I, I can't. I said Chris Smeelan, the uh, offensive coordinator under John L. Smith. So this was t- almost 20 years ago now. Uh I said he would be the only one I'd compare in terms of just being a horrible football coach to, to Ross Ells. Like, it goes back that far. Um, if you want a classic rant about Chris Smealan, I'm sure most of you have heard of Mike Valenti's Notre Dame 2006 rant is just an all-timer. But anyways, I'm kind of going on a tangent here. Um, but, like, it's just basic coaching issues. They, they've had too many guys on the field. Like, that happened again, I think, at least once on Saturday. 
Like, it's just basic stuff. And I feel bad for these kids, man, because these coaches just put them in horrible positions. I, like, I, I don't like ripping kids, and it's not his fault. But Cal Halliday, I'm sorry, he should not be playing in coverage, like, at all. Like, unless he absolutely needs to. He gets torched every single time. And that's not his fault. The coach should be playing Jordan Hall more. They're putting Cal Halliday in bad positions. And I can't get mad at him for that. He He's getting put there. And he just can't do the job. Like, it's not his fault. He's not, you know, good enough in coverage. Like, Jordan Hall has the best, I think he has the best coverage grade on the team. He should be getting, like, almost all the snaps at this point. Like, what are we doing with these? Play the young guys. Seriously, I get these guys are coaching for jobs, like, at other places. Almost nobody on the staff is going to be back next year. But, like, if, if they probably don't care, but for the betterment of the program at this point, you might as well just play the young dudes. Like, I want to see Dylan Tatum out there. I want to see uh, Chance Rucker out there, who, by the way, looked really good. Like, he's a true freshman. He looked really good on on Saturday. Um, I want to see Malik Spencer out there. I want to see, um, at some point, when he gets when he's healthy, I want to see Jalen Barbarian out there because we don't have any running backs other than Nathan Carter. Um, let's see, who else? I want to see Jerron Glover. I want to see Antonio Gates Jr., I want to – Chris Fitzpatrick isn't young, but he could be a good player next year. I think he's been pretty good this year. Um, like I said, Jordan Hall. Uh, I want to see those guys. I want to see By Job out there on third downs, on pass rushes. You want to keep these guys, man. Like, And getting into another young versus uh, – older versus younger player debate, which is obviously a hot topic right now. Not, Noah Kim, I, have, I don't – I know some people aren't going to like this, but I don't have a problem with starting him on Saturday. You don't want Caden Hauser to go into Iowa, into Kinnick Stadium and make his first start in a night game. Uh, that could just go disastrously. And uh, But I think he has, if Kim struggles again, he'll get pulled. And at that point, you got to think about playing starting Caden Hauser at Rutgers after the bye. Um like, cause I I think maybe he maybe he does this crazy turnaround, but I think we all know Noah Kim's not this future at quarterback for this Michigan State football program. Um, you know I'm sure he's a good kid. Uh, he's stuck around. Uh, when he could have transferred a while ago, you know I respect him for that. But um, I want to see I want to see the young guns out there, man. I I didn't I didn't I left early. Uh. I left after the pick that Hauser threw. By the way, great play call, Jay Johnson, you dummy. Seriously, you can run a screenplay inside the five-yard line when they've never worked. I mean, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> like, oh, my God. I He's worse than Dave Warner. Like, I, I cannot I, – I thought Dave Warner – I was like, there's no way we ever have a worse offensive coordinator than Dave Warner. This guy is worse. Like, at least Dave Warner could script a first drive and get you points. This bozo can't even do that. This guy's making $1.35 million a year. For context, Charles Huff, who Michigan State is going is going to be a target in this coaching search, he, he's the head coach of Marshall. He makes $775,000 a year. <laughs> and uh, There's three guys on Michigan State's staff, Coach Cap, Scotty, and Jay, and they all make over a million dollars a year. That is just wild to think about. I understand 
the budgets are completely different at group of five compared to power five, but that is, oh my God, I'm not one. I'm usually not a salary guy to complain about it, but dude, at this point, these guys are stealing money. <laughs> what else are you supposed to say? They, they, they it's, it's been four years. This is the shit they're putting out. I mean, I don't know what else to say. It's a, it's a mess. And, uh, you know, I'll give Harlan Barnett credit. Uh, He's he's definitely trying his best. He loves Michigan State. He, there's nobody that wants to win these games, probably more than Harlan does. He wants to, he wants this job, like, but he's not the guy. It's pretty obvious at this point. He's not the he's not the answer. But uh, like, dude, Mel left these coaches. The almost all of them suck. Um, and like I said, I'm not here. I'm not gonna rip the players, man. They're they're not they're the ones getting. Put in these bad situations, it's it's ridiculous. It's the same shit every week. I'm tired of it, and uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm almost right. I saw basketball first practice on <laughs> it was yesterday. Well, and I, and I was so happy. We're gonna get into that in a little yeah. bit. And I was like, oh my god, I, I like four weeks into football season. And I'm like, please, for the love of God, let basketball start. Mm. It's very depressing. But, yeah, so I guess we can get into Iowa a little bit. Well, I want to ask you about Maryland. Like, I know Maryland's not some, you know, they're not ranked or anything like that. They they might end up over 500, I'm, I guess. I don't know their schedule. But um, there was a lot of, like, back-breaking mistakes. Do you think that MSU is does have, like, the potential to be, like, you know, still – Figure this out. Yeah, if their coach, if their coaches don't suck, but that's not the coaches suck. So, so, so you <laughs> don't think so? No, you think I, I, I think the players, um, if they were put in better positions, absolutely, absolutely. But they're not. They're they're being put in terrible positions by these coaching staff. I have no reason to believe, unfortunately, that MSU will make a bowl game at this point. Like, maybe they show me some life against this Iowa team, who's also. They're not struggling to the extent that MSU is, but they got just punked on Saturday by Penn State. Of course, it was it was a whiteout game, but like Maryland's MSU should have won this game, like straight up. Like they out they outgained them in everything. They had more first downs. They turned the ball over three times. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's that simple. Like the first pick from Noah Kim, dude, that was brutal. He had he threw that pick. And I saw it where I was sitting. I saw Trey Mosley running across the field. He was wide open for like two, three seconds. And he threw the ball a couple of seconds later. I'm like, I, I saw him from where I was sitting, wide open. And he just, he threw the ball like three. I'm like, dude, how do you not see that? Like, like I said, don't like to rip players, but man, that was brutal. Like, I'm sorry. Home game too. It's a home game. There, you know, it's not like a ton of pressure. Right. Maybe on him because he. There were barely any Maryland fans at that game. It's not like it was Washington where they had a lot of fans there. But oh my god, dude! Seriously. Well, I think, in my best estimate, he's gotten his chance, and it's kind of. I agree with you. It's kind of clear at this point. Like he's not going to be the guy. Um, he's not going to be the solution. He's not going to stay and like win a quarterback battle and if he does that's a really really bad sign yeah um so 
you know, we've seen some good throws, but there's a lot to being a quarterback. A lot of skill, knowledge, um, feel, instinct. And we saw, like, against these two Power 5 teams, it's it's been... I, I think I saw a QBR list. He's like one, of the, bottom, one of the bottom QBs. Yeah, it's yeah. not good. Um, so, <clears throat> so let's talk about this Iowa game. You are going to be there. I am a ma- I am a ma- ah, Jesus masochist, and I will be at this game. Yes, <laughs> he's talking this whole rant. He's traveling out to Iowa. For I, I had I've had this plan for months. I could not back out of it. I will be there. <laughs> I will be there no matter what. Um, let's talk about the game. Um, do you, is it 7.30 p.m.? Yeah, I was really pleased when I saw they were making this a night game last week. <laughs> so happy about it. Oh, my God. It's going to – there's not really going to be much um, emotional investment for us on the field. Because if you are going to be, you're delusional yes. and, or crazy. Guys – the results of these games don't really matter anymore. Just hope the young players play well and a lot of them stick around at this point. Seriously, do not do not get pissed off about how... If you're mad about it for the during, for Saturday, okay. Do, do, please, for the love of God, don't let this like, impact your mood. Like I, I know I'm one to talk, but like <laughs> don't let this impact your mood past Saturday, for the love of God. I mean, come on, guys. Like We already know what this team is, probably. It is what it is. Like It would be... I would prefer that they were a competitive team. Of course. Than just like this. I don't want to get I don't want to get embarrassed by three touchdowns every game. I mean, of course, be competitive, but like I want I want to see the young guys ball out and hopefully a lot of them stick around. That's that's what, what I, that's the main objective for me for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Um so, Iowa, they um they're clearly favorites. It's 12 and a half is what we have. Um you know, night game, their stadium, Cade McNamara, which somehow is, has been worse than no Dude, game. remember when we were having debates about who was better between Cade and McNamara and Peyton? Well, I was Oh, my God. What, I, what, wow. I didn't what really in, care, but, you know. Damn, that's that's crazy to think about, man. Seriously, if, if you guys haven't watched Peyton Thorne this year, he has been just god-awful. But didn't call that, but, hey, what do I know? Um, so, you know, they get, they get skunked by Penn State, but you said it was a whiteout. Um, Penn State's you, also, I think it pretty might, good. might be the best team in the Big Ten this year. What, so what's, break Iowa down for me. What, what are right. you looking at? There, it's, it's a typical Iowa team without, the defense isn't quite as good as it usually is. Um, it's still pretty good, uh. But their offense is horrible. I'm sure most of you know about the Brian Ferentz thing where he has to average over 25 points a game to keep his job, <laughs> their offensive coordinator. Um, I mean, their fans, I, I don't – their offense is like – and MSU's offense sucks now, but like this is – their offense really reminds me of like D'Antonio's last couple of years. Like it's like the defense is good enough where they should be – Probably winning the Big Ten West every year, but their offense is just so bad that it just it sucks the life out of their defense mm. later in the game. I mean, uh, their offensive line isn't as good as it's been. Like uh, they ha- they have a good offensive line history has not because Ferentz it's kind of his specialty hasn't been as good as it usually has been the last couple of years. Um, 
I mean, they should. They should. I, 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 there was an Iowa fan who was like, "We're gonna win this game, sixteen to thirteen or something, right?" And I was like, "Dude, you guys are gonna win like nineteen to three. You guys are gonna have a defensive touchdown and four field goals. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck Saturday. Yeah, you probably won't need it. It's MSU's offense, which is the real, the real concern. Right. Like I know MSU's defense got torched against Washington, but dude, Washington. Like, I'm getting to the point where they might be the best team in the whole country. Like, they are really, really damn good. Yeah. Well, you know, we're, what are we, week four? Yeah. Or? They put up uh, – they could have put up 60 on MSU. They, if they would have kept playing their starters against MSU, they would have – every game they would have played this year, they would have had 50-plus points. Yeah, they're they're really good. They are really damn good. Um, So – this is your first time to the stadium. I have not. I've been. I've obviously been to Iowa City, unfortunately, before. Uh, <laughs> all of you know about that. I'm sure everybody that's listening knows about the basketball game debacle last year. Lucky me, I was there at that game. Wow, um, you're on a streak. Oh yeah, I'm just living the dream. Uh, but yeah, uh, I have been to Iowa City. I've not been to Clinic for a football game. Though. This is my first time there. Mm. So. I mean, a night game, this is a game that they feel is probably like a slam dunk for them. Um, so it's probably going to be like, you know, jump in and they're going to be having fun. You probably won't be. Probably won't. Um, I'll mean, probably I'll just hope, being real. Hopefully I'll be drunk enough to, like, you know, just not really care at that point. We're <laughs> kind of getting to that point with this stuff or, like. Okay, so um, do you have any other thoughts? Like, any other, like, even MSU-related um. The offensive line is Headlines. just, I, I don't know. The offensive line is horrible. They, I saw a guy on Twitter put out, uh, I think it was Al Karsten or whatever his name is. He puts out good stat stuff. Um, like, it had MSU's, like, Big Ten rank for each player at their position. The highest one was sixth. I think the next closest after that was 15th, and there were multiple guys in the 20s. Good job, Cap. You duped me, buddy. Like, I defended you for, like, four years, and this is the shit you're putting out year four, dude. Like, really? <laughs> this is what... This is the product. Go away. Enough. Like, yeah, you recruited well, apparently, but I haven't seen any of the D'Antonio guys improve at all. Like, Spencer Brown, it's not good. Same man can do playing. We're supposed to be plus players this year. Not been good. Like, is there, like, no development with the offensive line? Like... Like I said, man, the only guy worthy of keeping his job around here with the new staff is Courtney Hawkins. That's it. Everybody else can go away. I'm I'm done with them. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a long couple of years. I feel MSU also lost a commit. Well, I mean, obviously, we're kind of expecting this stuff to happen. Uh, mm-hmm. Cameron Campbell from Florida, three star, uh, just decommitted the other day. So I mean, obviously, out of region guy wasn't really expecting him to stick anyways. So. Yeah, good times being a Michigan State football fan. We can get we can talk about future, hopefully better things. I guess now because <laughs> I I have been putting out a top five of coaches every week. It's changed a little bit this week, but it's nothing crazy. I still have the same top guy, Mike Elko from Duke. He's my dude. Um, he's uh, he had great. He's been a great defensive coordinator. Uh, he. Uh, he first year obviously it's not his players, but he wasn't left a lot of talent. He won nine games last year at Duke. I think they won. They were like had three wins, five wins, and then three wins the next year. So the end of Cutflick, Cutflick, ah, jeez, Cutcliffe was horrible, 
and um, didn't leave him a very good hand, but he's winning games 4-0 this week. Big game at home against Notre Dame this week. If they can win that one, man, like, this dude is going to be, this dude's cooking. Like, that would be impressive. They already beat, they already beat the piss out of Clemson. And uh, if they can beat Notre Dame, man, I'm, dude, I'm totally in on this guy. Like, he is my head above number one pick right now to be the next head coach at MSU. Uh, Number two, this one's actually new to the list. I'd heard people talking about him before. But Jake Dickert from Washington State, they beat Oregon State this weekend, and we're going to talk about their coach uh, later. He's in my top five as well. But uh, I saw him. He had a press conference after the game. Really impressed me, and I did more research on him too. Um, He was taught, I think, uh, one of the game day guys. I can't remember. It was Corso. Obviously, most people know about the Washington State, Oregon State, Pac-12 thing where they're they're not going to wind up in a Power 5 conference after all this settles. Power 4, whatever the hell it's going to be now. Um, they were both playing against each other, and Corso was like, this is the no-one-wants-these-teams bowl or whatever. And, like, he kind of, like, Dicker kind of ripped him for it. And uh, I love a coach that can manufacture disrespect because it's worked well in the past. Like, I love that. Like, dude, give give me that. Like, I love it. Um, but uh, he's... He's a defensive mind coach. I love his offensive coordinator. Um, I would hope that if he gets the job, he brings him. Also, small perk on Dickert. He's also from the Midwest, so he's not tied down to Washington State by any means. Um, but obviously, the conference realignment hurts Washington State. Michigan State would have way more money to offer him. Um, like I said, small perk on uh, Dickert. Sam Levitt. Actually was committed to Washington State. Uh, the freshman, true freshman quarterback who's been getting rave reviews. Um, and uh, he flipped MSU late. So he, if Levitt, if uh, Diggert was the coach, I'd be shocked if Levitt left. Like, he'd probably stay. So that's a small perk. Obviously, that's not what you decide the job on. But, hey, you know, that's like at least something to think about. So my third guy, I got Jonathan Smith from Oregon State. He's done a great job there, just like Washington State. Uh, super hard place to win at. Uh, they lost this weekend to Washington State by three on the road. Um, thing with Smith, though, I know uh, Oregon State's getting left out in the cold in the conference realignment. He's an alum there. He's never really left the West Coast. I don't know if he'd want to come here, but like, he's probably my third choice, like realistically. Um, my fourth guy, I have Charles Huff. From Marshall, Justin Thin, friend of the pod, put out a nice article on him. I think it's a free, I'm pretty sure it's a free article. So if you guys haven't read that, you should. Um, kind of highlighting his recruiting prowess. He, he uh, at Penn State, when they had sanctions, he was James Franklin's running backs, running backs coach there. He got Saquon Barkley and um, Miles Sanders both come to Penn State. And they also got two other four-star running backs who wound up transferring. But still, like, he was getting talent um, at Mississippi State, which is probably one of the toughest places to win in the SEC. He was bringing in four-star recruits there. Um, he recruited all the Bama, but I, I don't really take a lot of that into account because, I mean, Bama kind of recruits itself, and so does Saban. So, um, but he's got – uh, he beat Notre Dame at Notre Dame last year. When, uh, he's the Marshall head coach now. Beat them at Notre Dame last year. Uh, 
think he beat another Power 5 team, but I can't remember who it was. And then the last, this past weekend, they had a home game against Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech's horrible, but they obviously have more talent than Marshall because they're a Power 5 team. And they kind of beat them. Uh, they beat them by, I think, 7. Um, so I like him. I mean, he's a solid option. And my fifth and last one, this is the one i like not sold like this guy would leave. Um, Chris Kleiman from Kansas State. Oh, also the other three, the first four guys that I mentioned are younger guys. Like they're below, I think they're all, they're all younger than 50. So that's a positive. I like that. Uh, that I, because I, I mentioned that because Kleiman's like 55. Like that's kind of a negative to me. Like he's going to be there maybe 10, 10 years, like max. Um, and, uh, I mean, he's won everywhere he's been, won four championships in five years, national championships in five years at North Dakota State, won uh, the Big 12 last year, uh, and, uh, like, he's, like, it's hard to recruit to, to Kansas State, like, Manhattan, Kansas in the middle of absolute nowhere, um, I like him, he's a winner, I don't know if he'd be able to bring his offensive coordinator, Colin Klein, though, because I feel like that would be the guy they hire as their head coach. Some of you might remember that name because he was a Heisman candidate at Kansas State like 10-plus 10, like 10 years ago. So he's kind of a legend there. But uh, that's kind of a down, downside of him, too. I like him. I'd be happy with the hire, but he's not, my, he's not anywhere close to my number one choice. But those are my top five. This week, probably we'll have some stuff change next week, and then we'll just... Keep on doing this list every week. Hopefully, MSU can hire one of these guys. Mike Elko. He's my guy, man. I like him a lot. He's just going to look perfect as a football coach. Dude, he is like the quintessential. Just He looks like a football coach. Yeah. Like, seriously. Yeah, that's that's like 95% of why I want him. Um, okay. So, do you want to switch gears to talk about basketball? Which, um, you know, it's officially basketball season now. And we can, we don't have to just like say this distant thing that will make us feel good. Um, so anyway, there was a first day of practice yesterday. So Tom Izzo did a press conference. Um, and I think there was some pretty good stuff in there that he talked about. Uh, <clears throat> I, I guess just to summarize... He thinks that the things that I'm worried about, he's worried about. So when I was sitting there trying to decide all summer, like, do I think that MSU is going to come out of the gates, you know, top 10, you know, playing like it, beating teams like they look like a top 10 team? Um, Or is there going to be a lot of those periods from last season? I mean, you remember there were games where they did not look good at all. Um We've just, like, blotted the Notre Dame game out of our memory. <laughs> it's kind of a scheduling loss, but it was terrible. I, I, I've tur- I went to bed at halftime. That game was so bad. Um, There was a, you know, really bad at finishing games out. Never beating teams by large margins, which some people might not think that that's important. I do. But I guess you could... Agree if, to disagree if you're winning the games. Oh, if you're if you're a really good team, like MSU wasn't a really good team last year. Like if you're a really good team, you're probably blowing teams out. Like, yeah, twenty basis. Like twenty. That's our baseline. Right. It's the stat that we talk about. If you listen to this podcast, the wins by twenty or more points. 
Um, you know, that bakes into the metrics. That's why they were just hovering around twenty top 25 in the the Torvix and the Ken Palm. Um, and what, let's be honest, the last really good team was with Cassius Winston at the helm. Um, they would beat teams by 20 points. They would kill teams that came to Breslin. Kill them. MSU could just never do that last year. And they're bringing back almost the same starting five. Um, it's probably going to be those four guys with Malik Hall. There's your five. Guess what? We've been watching these guys for years. We've been seeing this team. Do you think there's going to be a big change? Back to the press conference. I, I'll, we're going to talk about it. But Izzo said he's worried about um, scoring through the post. Guess what? We watched that whole season where MSU really just can't do anything inside. They can't get the ball in there and score. They just can't. We're about to watch that again. I, I just hope... Like, do, do you think that? Yeah. I, I, I hope that people understand that. Because you saw the team that won the Natty last year. I know it's apples to oranges. They scored through the post very easily. Um, having something like that being missing, like missing from the game, guess what? it's going to turn into more jump shots. He, 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 I, the guy I think needs to take a big step because we, I think we know Amari Soko is at this point. I, I, Jackson Kohler, like he's been billed as like this really, really good post player. Um, we need some of that. He, they need that. Yeah, sure. that would be nice. Um, but. Let's not get too far into the weeds. He's worried about leadership. Um, he started talking about their guards, and it, I literally laughed out loud and rewound. Excuse me. He said, you know, AJ's coming along. You guys have seen that. He said it just like that. So, clearly, he doesn't think that AJ's about to have some Mateen Cleave senior year. Now, there's been a lot of hype regarding AJ. There was that Jonathan Gavoni tweet. Of him at the, um, I don't know. It was, it was the it was the Chris Paul camp. I'm yeah, sure, yeah, it was a point guards camp, um, and you know, f- even if he was dominant there, like when we get back to MSU when he has to run Izzo's offense and they're you know going at it, um, it doesn't seem to me like Izzo thinks that he's about to have some breakout season. And you know what that feels like to me? We're about to watch, kind of a similar year to last year from. AJ Hogard. Last year was pretty good. That's about it. Do you think he last year was worthy of all Big Ten honors? Probably not. Like just like kind of right under the He's 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 like close. He's an honorable mention guy. Yeah. Right. So I think, you know, he's lost some weight. We'll see how that goes. This jump shot's still a question. We're going into year four. I don't think you should hold your breath there. Um and then he's talking. He mentioned leadership, so he doesn't think that the team is really, you know, all these freshmen are going to play a role. Um, I I guess he he isn't certain if they're really going to, you know, when it comes down to it, and they're having troubles in an actual game. Are they going to start fighting and barking at each other? Because that's what he wants. He wants them to coach each other. And right now he's saying everything's great. You know, we're in practice. We're having fun in the summer. They have they haven't really had any adversity, so Izzo wants that. Go figure. That's not some secret to MSU fans, but um, I think that we're heading toward that. Um, you do take off a fourteen point per game guy in Joey Hauser. He was technically the leading rebounder um, until they find like an estab uh, an established rotation. 
we don't really know how much we're going to get from the freshman. Um, everything that we've seen about Xavier Booker is basically confirmed in the press conference. He's not really ready yet. He's not like Jaron Jackson he's, was. He is. He's less built than Jaron was. And when I say he, ready, I mean like like the five-star one-and-done. Like he's going to come in and it's not going to be quite that. Now, I do think he's going to show some flashes of like brilliance. Uh, and I think he's he brings something near the rim that we haven't had. I I don't know how many times I'm going to say it, but at Moneyball, he had this dunk over Jackson Kohler that was like, whoa. You know, Jackson stepped out on him. He's an actual kid who's played in the Big Ten. And I don't know if I've seen that happen to Jackson. Maybe I'm forgetting, but um, Booker dunked on him in an incredibly impressive fashion, two-handed. So I think that, that we're going to see some of that, you know, like him just do a thing like, wow. You know, you can't really teach that. Um but I think there's going to be a lot of growing pains there, and we're going to have questions about his motor and not, you know. Well, yeah, we've all expected that. That's been the thing with him is the motor. Like, we all knew that coming It's going to look very freshman-y, <laughs> for lack of a better term. But, um, you know, and I'll say it a hundred times. I think that this this team is just it, the perfect fit is on the roster, and it, we just have to go through the growing pains for us you know, for Izzo to come to the realization, hey, maybe this Cohen Carr kid should play a lot. Um, because he's going to bring all those sort of intangibles, like off the ball sort of deal. And it's not even going to be about his scoring. But he's so athletic, he's going to score. Sorry. He's going to have dunks all the time. Around the rim, offensive rebound, goes back up, dunks it. Have we had a guy who's done that? It's just no. Mati Sissoko, and he would, like, complete the play one in – Five times, maybe? In a long time. Um, Xavier, probably Xavier Tillman was the last guy. Yeah, so yeah. there's easy points there. Uh, I think that'll be scooped up by Carr. And by the way, um, whenever they talked about the freshman, Carr was basically the first person he talked about. He was on uh, John Rothstein's show. Same exact thing. Um, I think he doesn't want to like hype up Carr. It's like he's being careful about it. But... If he's the first freshman being mentioned, him and Booker, like every time, I think you can pretty safely say um, he's probably going to be playing a lot. We're going to see that soon. Um, I'm trying to think of the other things that stood out to me. Um, Well, you know, Izzo's not a huge fan of the conference realignment. Go figure. Um, He has mentioned how he doesn't really know what other teams look like because of the transfer portal like he even said michigan has all these new guys i don't know what they're going to be like so he's actually kind of afraid of the unknown and that other than purdue you know which would be it's 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 msu purdue and then a big huge drop off like that's my opinion i i i think in the end but at first i think if you're just seeing those five guys from last year they're going to come in um they're going to be experienced but there's still going to be those games where they don't know what to do. Well, early in the season, yeah. yeah. Um, because we saw it late in the season last year. Um, on the road, that's been an issue for this group. That's a big one for me. You, good teams that go on and win a natty, go to the Final Four, they're good on the road. I understand this isn't – it's it's a neutral four, but, like, they won those two games in – in Columbus, like that, that's at least an encouraging sign to me. Like they, they beat Nebraska on the road and they came back there. 
I think that was the last road game of the year. Like, yeah. You know, they, they showed signs at the end. They, they couldn't close out the Iowa game, but they were dominating that game for like 58 and a half minutes. Like, there was an issue closing out. Yeah. Um, more bodies might help here. Um, more athleticism. You know, we've talked about this. Uh, <clears throat> but, yeah, like when they asked Izzo about his team, he mentioned just kind of like mostly negatives. He's worried about shot selection. That's a simple one. There's a, some guys, you know, that are new. I'm guessing Booker and Carr probably taking threes. And, then, you know, when we get to the season, it'll be tightened down. We'll see what happens. I would be stunned if Booker isn't allowed to shoot. Um, Carr is the questionable one. Like, if he's going to be allowed. I don't think they're going to let him shoot threes this year. Unless he's wide open. Yeah. Or, and, and it comes super, from in Super, super wide open, yeah. Um, but for him, even that, it's like, dude, you're a beast. Go inside. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he does seem to think that he's got a good team. But I think based on how I've been feeling, like not 100% sure, just think about it, Ryan. You know, they're coming off of the Sweet 16. They're bringing back a bunch of guys. They got like a, a really good freshman class. Everything seems great, right? Well, what happens when everything you think you like? There's no way this can go poorly. It always seems to find a way to disappoint somehow. Um, actually, reminds me of 2020, the um, Cassius Winston's senior year. They came in as a one seed, or sorry, they came in preseason number, number one. Yes, first time ever, Tom Izzo. And if you recall, they started very rocky, and they ended up getting knocked out of the A people. Yep, I do remember. Um, they did not look good. And I remember thinking going into the season, like, this is, there's no way this could go wrong. Like, they've got the guys. Winston, Tillman, Henry. Um, you know, Kenny Goins was a great player, but he was originally a walk-on. Yeah. Like, I was thinking, you know, you get some more, like, bodies, like a Malik Hall that was a freshman. You know, they're going to be really good. Rocket Watts, we were so excited for him. And then... By the end of the season, they had really kind of figured that team out. But it wasn't good to start. Yeah. And I'm kind of feeling that way about this team. Um, there's a lot of new pieces. It's not going to be figured out right away. Um, so, yeah, I, I hope I'm wrong. And they come out, you know, guns a-blazing. But keep your eye on that 20-point uh, margin of victory stat. If you see them winning... By that amount, then the metrics, the preseason, you know, got them top 10. I think that they're more accurate um, because they're, you know, it's both ways. Offensively, defensively, the margin gets bigger. It's not complicated. And, yeah, usually teams that, like, blow out the, the buy games by 40, those are the good MSU teams. I feel like we, you know, I've said it on the podcast, but in the last three years, Five wins by 20 or more. Three seasons. It's not good. That's not a lot. Um, just so happens to correlate with a real down slump in shots around the rim, dunks around, you know, dunks around the rim. Usually that's where they are. Um, so this isn't popular because everyone's probably, like, hoping for basketball and they come out and just killing people, beat Duke, or, like, get pushed up top five, blah, blah, blah. Um, I want that more than any of you, or at least tied. <laughs> but um, 
I'm, I've been thinking all summer, like, how could this go wrong? And I think that is, I can see it clearly now. Shot selection is bad, still can't score through the post, kind of discombobulated. Um, we'll see. I don't know. What's your take on that? I kind of, now that I think about it, that's like, I kind of agree with you. Like, they, they don't, like, I need Jackson Kohler, like I said. He's got to take that next step in the post because... We know what Mati Sissoko is at this point. Like, he's a solid defender. He doesn't have any offensive game. Um, like you need Jackson Kohler to step up. Like he's got to. He's got to be that post guy. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like you. Like I, I think this team's gonna be very, very good. But um, by the end, yes. But they might struggle early on. Like I think that they might lose those Duke and Arizona games, and then win the rest of their non-con games. Like that wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, I mean, uh, no, hundred percent. Like they should win that Baylor game in Detroit. Like, I, yeah. so, I hope so, man. Like they that Little Caesars is yeah, like a house of horrors. Yeah. Um. I you know I'm really excited either way. Obviously, uh, no matter what happens, but you keep your eye on um defensively. Like, can they stop people? Because the truth is, you go back and watch some of these games. They just couldn't. Like, close. Like, they were at the mercy of the other team missing the shot. They were very good defensively, though, before Malik got, Hall got hurt. Like, they, they were. Like, once he got hurt, it just kind of went on a downturn. I think, that if he, obviously, a huge if because he's had injury issues his whole career. But if he can stay healthy, I think they'll be a very a pretty good defensive team. That would be huge. Um, yeah, I mean, if they were very good defensively, I would feel significantly better because – they're going to be fine offensively. They have Tyson Walker. A.J. Hogard, if he gets a mismatch, and I hope by senior year he's learned this, he can take these guys to the hole, and they can't really do anything. Stop. I mean, Kansas State, you know the reason we lost that game? MSU literally could not stop. The, like, incapable. Kansas State was scoring on every possession yes. unless they, like, messed up a pass or something. MSU was just, like, watching. They were just kind of a long. We said before the game started that if that game was high scoring, MSU was going to lose. Yeah, and MSU was, by the way, like lights out. They were shooting incredibly, Um, but they couldn't make a stop. If you go rewatch, Mati Sissoko got the hook, um, way early because he was lost. He could not deal with the dynamism of. um, What the heck was the dude's name? Little dude. Oh, Noel. No wall. Yeah. He couldn't, you know, he'd blow by somebody, make a little move, make a pass off, or go to the rim. I mean, they just didn't know what to do. And that's a huge issue. You got to be able to clamp down. You got to be able to make stops. Like, like it's because of you that they got stopped, not because they missed the shot. Um, that was huge. I think Joey Hauser, you know, wasn't helping in that regard. So maybe that we'll see. Um, I am curious to see how they all mesh together. Izzo did mention, and I'm excited to hear this, that he told the the vets, like, hey, if you're not having a good game, there's some kids on this bench that are ready to come in and, like, actually play. Um, And I think you and I talked about this. I really do think we're going to have a night or two or more where Jeremy Fierce comes in and people are saying, Maybe he should start. Um, give him some time. 
get up to the pace of the game, you know, halfway through. Man. He's going to come in and I I just I love I just love everything about his game. I mean, I couldn't I couldn't have cooked up a better kid to be taking the reins. Dude, it is just so funny to me. Like I'm kind of going on a tangent here, but that Illinois apparently turned down his commitment. Like because that is so funny. Like dude, they need they don't they're, they're going to have Ty Rogers at point guard this year. Honestly, like, I cannot the, that has got to be one of the biggest coaching gaps recruiting wise I can think of. I man. I have never well, this might not be true. I at least like 10 out of 10 confidence there is no way barring injury that like things go wrong for Jeremy Fears yeah, at agree. MSU. Like it is a slam dunk. He is built made. He is an awesome basketball he is, player. He is he is he was built to play for Tom Izzo. Yeah, it is just like a match made in heaven and He's coming in at a good time. He gets to kind of learn, and there's no pressure. He's I, people are like, oh, he might transfer. I dude, he, I don't see Hogard him. is no. gone. He's gone. It, it's it's his team, and then next it's his year. team. Yeah. If not, he's gonna take some of his minutes this year. And I know some people might think that's crazy. I really don't, because that's how good Jeremy Fears is. Might I remind you, a McDonald's All American. How often do McDonald's All Americans come into MSU and they don't start? Like barely ever. It's it's, it's not common. Time. I was, to was Keith Appling McDonald's All American. Yeah, I don't think he started right away. So that's a perfect example. Keith Appling had a pretty good career at MSU. Um, yeah, after MSU is a different <laughs> conversation. All right, let's keep going. Um. So yeah, I do think that there's gonna be. Oh, another thing that was interesting from the press conference. He said for the first time, kind of shocked, that this is what they're they're just now doing, that they're going to chart every single combination lineup out there and, like, who's winning. So I guess that kind of sounds like a box I'm plus I'm surprised minus. they haven't done that. Yeah, I feel like that's a – they could find that online already. But um, what does that tell you? He doesn't really know what the best lineups are. I mean, that's – he, he probably has <laughs> an idea. Kind of explains a lot of things early in the season, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, but again, comes back to he kind of likes there to be this adversity. He wants them to go through it. He wants his players to fail. That's what he said in his press conference. And guess what? The the seniors or you know the upperclassmen they've failed, and you know they have some juice now. They've got some reinforcements. Um, I just don't think. We should expect it right out the gate. And if they do come right out of the gate, well, then just, you know, buckle up because <laughs> it's going to be a fun ride. Um, uh, I guess we uh, – do you have anything else you wanted to say about basketball? No. I mean, what – October 22nd is the Tennessee. We're going to get it's, tickets. It's the 29th, I think. It's the weekend. It's not so the, it's they the do weekend. It of the Min- it's the weekend of the Minnesota football game. Is that the first one, though, or do they have one before that? I think that's the first one. I'm not totally sure. Okay, well, you know. I know it's on a Sunday. It's not long now. So, hey, we just got to make it a couple of couple of more weeks. All right. I've got, I, 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 got, I guess we can tie this in, but uh, shout out Anthony Iani today for uh, that century room that got unveiled in Breslin. Friend of the podcast and one of my good friends. Uh, happy for him. That's awesome. He's been working to do that for five years. I'm glad they got it done. That's awesome stuff. Just for people who aren't sure what he's talking about, um, they built a sensory room in Breslin for 
kids with autism, you know, loud sounds, crowds, it can be hard for parents. They don't really have an option other than leaving. And now they do. Um, so very inclusive, very proud friend of the pod. Go green. We're not done though. Um, <laughs> anything else? I got something to add football at the end. We can do picks first. Okay, let's do our picks. You guys, let's take this serious for a second. This podcast is stupid and we're stupid. And sports are stupid, if we're being honest. It's a game. But they're also the best. Um, if you're just taking our bets, you're winning money. A, I de- think a, de- should, a decent amount of money. I think you should just way. like, yeah. if you're not, maybe there's one guy out there who's like, yeah. <laughs> like he's tuning in. New Spartan Crazies. <laughs> Get my picks. Um, if you could just tail us. And you're winning money. We're doing great. Um, this past weekend, five, one, and three, we pushed on um, the Michigan, Michigan game because twenty four. We had twenty four at the time we recorded, and um, so that was like the maybe the one we differed on because you and I basically were locked in. Um, so now Ryan is at twenty six, one and fifteen losses. I'm twenty five, one and sixteen losses. So we're really close, doing really well, and we have a, a shorter slate. Does Ohio State have like a bye week? I think, I think they're not playing this week. Or Wisconsin? Okay. Um, maybe I missed the Wisconsin. Are they playing this weekend? I'm not sure. Bring it up because I can't bring up the ESPN. Well, holding. Um, they don't play until the 7th. So okay, so that is their bye week. And Ohio State. Okay. Anyway, um, Iowa hosting Michigan State. Iowa's 12 and a half point favorites. Yeah, I'm just going to bet against MSU again. Seems easy for me. Um, but, you know, there might be like a glimmer of fight in them. That Maryland game was. I think Maryland's a better team than Iowa, too. Interesting. Okay. Hey, I mean, if MSU were to win this game somehow, that'd be kind of... That'd be sweet. Yeah, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be happy as hell, man. Yeah. I'd be at that game. Yeah, we're hell. both, both going to take Iowa to come um, to The over-under on this is hilarious, by the way. What, what is it? 36 and a half. <laughs> oh, you've got my wheels turning now. Um, <laughs> okay, we'll talk off-air about that. Northwestern, they're hosting Penn State. Penn State, a staggering 27 yeah, point road I'm, favorite. I've been riding with Penn State all year. Give me the Nittany Lions. Yeah, oh, we can't stop now. Yeah. Also, should just be betting Penn State in real life. By the way, anybody that mentions – actually, say this line first, and then I'll say what I want to say. Oh, this This bet. next okay. one. Uh, Minnesota, 11-point favorites, hosting the Raging Cage. Your boys. Yeah. Anybody who mentions PJ Fleck again, I'm going to slap you through my phone. This dude blew a 31 to 10 lead against freaking Northwestern on Saturday. Nobody mentioned this man ever again for Michigan State coaching search. Seriously, I, I didn't like him at, at all. I, I didn't. This just confirms I've been I've been on this point since the beginning. No PJ Fleck. It's like. Uh, the Donald Trump thing. No perverts. Not obviously. That's like no PJ Fleck. I don't want PJ Fleck at Michigan State. Didn't he cheat on his pregnancy? Yes, life? that's apparently a thing. It's uh, happened at Western or something. Like yeah, it's not not good stuff, man. Like not a great sign for no. a person. Um, and yeah, especially after the last coach we had. Like, <laughs> nah, dude. Nope. Okay, 
Anyways. Minnesota hosting the Raging Cajuns. Um, what do you think? What's how, how are Raging Cajun was ah, looking this year? Hey, you really expected yeah, I, me to know that, huh? I did expect you to know that. I'm disappointed in you. You went to school there. I, <laughs> I literally know less about them than you do. <laughs> I know nothing about them. Okay, maybe not. <laughs> this um, game, this game's at. Is this at Minnesota? This is at Minnesota. This has got to be at Minnesota. Yeah, right? it is. Okay, all right. The, um, yeah, give me, give me the Gophers, man. I know they suck, but I. It's a game against a group of five team at home, and they're only giving them eleven. Like they're probably going to be pissed off this week after that Northwestern game. I'll take Minnesota. I got to, got to, take my Cajuns. I mean, I don't really even have a choice here. So, um, all right, Nebraska hosting the Wolverines. Michigan seventeen point favorites on the road. Give me Michigan. I'm yeah, this seems like an easy one. Yeah. Um. Michigan has been a very good defense analytically. Um, Maryland hosting the Hoosiers. Maryland's fourteen point favorites. Are you sucks? They almost lost to Akron at home. Yeah, Maybe Maryland. I think that MSU is better than Iowa or uh, Indiana. Yeah, um, which is not good. <laughs> no, but I, it's embarrassing that we're even saying. Oh, I think MSU is better than Indy. Jesus, man, is it really that bad? Yes, it is. Yep, <laughs> it is. All right, Purdue and Illinois. This is a pick'em. Purdue's at home. I believe so. Give me I'm... the give me give me Purdue. Okay, I agree. Just take the home team and I. I by the way, you and I just told. No, besides the Minnesota game, we agreed on. Everything. Oh, <laughs> you bet on a hockey state football team to be a football state I football did. team against the spread. Good luck to you. I, no. <laughs> I like the Big Ten team. What can I say? Um, Don't like their coach, but yeah. <laughs> Real quick, what do you think about PJ Fleck? You know, I kind of don't like him. Okay, yeah. okay. I'll put that in uh, as that pick, too. <laughs> um, all right, so that's all we have, really. I had one thing I yeah, wanted go to ahead. add. All right, if any of you follow me on Twitter, you see all the stupid people I've had in my mentions today. Michigan State is a top 25 job in America. Can we please stop with this? Like, oh, my God. Like, can we stop with these disingenuous arguments? I am so sick and tired of this crap. Like, They are. And there's national experts who their whole job is to talk on the matter that agree with this. And there's also hard evidence in terms of the money that the program brings in. Um, the capacity or potential for wealth of the program. Um, this is – it has all the makings plus this new facility, um, the stadium. Like who are we kidding? I, I don't know the other Big Ten stadiums. You've been there. And Spartan it's Stadium. Pretty, it's pretty nice. Like, it's not perfect, but it's pretty nice. Like, it's, it's, it's worthy of a top 25 football – college football team in America. Absolutely. A hun- like you – there's no way. <laughs> it's fits seventy five thousand people. That yeah. place is rocking when Michigan State is good, man. Like it, it's it's, it's one of the best uh, places for a big game in America. It really is. Yeah, and if you disagree, and you're not a Michigan fan, then go to a game there 
and and see for yourself. Yeah. Go, to, go to a big Michigan State. Go to go to the home opener. Whoever the hell they're playing against. Seriously, the place is just nuts. Like even this year, like in the last two years, it's been like the home openers filled to the rafters. Like, I mean, you you could say what you want about like they don't fill the stadium and the team's not good. That happens almost everywhere though. Like unless it's a Southern team or Nebraska. Seriously, like happens everywhere. But seriously, Michigan State like is unequivocally a top 20, 25 job. I, I've, I did my own list, and I actually had Michigan State at, like, 18 or 19. Uh, best job. Like, that that's where I ranked them. Um, Like, they're, they're, like, by, like, Texas A&M, Auburn, like, those teams, you know, Washington, like, schools like that. Like, there's, like, a like, – I, I was talking to this Michigan fan, he, and he – this guy, I'll give him credit. He had a decent conversation with me, but, like – he was saying, uh, talking about he he agreed with me. MSU was a top twenty five job, but we were doing like tiers, like Big Ten jobs, and like him and I didn't agree like six through eleven. Like there's a clear top five teams. Like it's Ohio State, Michigan, USC, um, Penn State, and Oregon. Like those are the best five jobs in the new Big Ten. But there's like a cluster between like six and eleven. There's like a second tier, right? So you've got Wisconsin, Nebraska, MSU. Um, Iowa, Washington, and UCLA. And I, you could put those teams like 6 through 11, and I wouldn't really, like, you could, like, I wouldn't argue with it. Like, you, you could nitpick it a little bit, but, like, those are the clear top two tiers, I think, for jobs in the Big Ten. And the Big Ten, like, is obviously one of the best two conferences in America with this realignment stuff. So, like, yeah, Michigan State's a top 25 job. Like, it's, there's no question about it. Like, you you can't make a good argument to say it's not. And if you are, you're just trolling. Or you're just dumb. MSU sucks. <laughs> like, MSU bad. That's... that's like, I the... saw some guy, this guy claimed to be an MSU fan. He was, like, talking. He was like, we're not even a top 50 job in America right now because the team sucks. Guys, that's not how they how these things work. That's not how these rankings work. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. Please, like... If you think Duke is a better football job than Michigan State right now, you're on crack. I'm just going to say it. Like, yeah, They have a better football team right now. But if Mike, El- Mike Elko would have so many more resources if he came to Michigan State. Like, it's not even close. Um, like, literally. it Their facilities are probably pale in comparison to MSU's. Like, across the board. It's, it's not close. And, um... Yeah, I just wanted to get that off my chest because I've had seen stupid people all day tweeting at me. So um, you're all dumb, and you should probably like do some research, <laughs> unless you keep on keep keep on wanting making disingen- uh, disingenuous arguments. I'm just I'm over it. Like, Ryan whatever. said, "Go read a book, please." Like, get off Twitter and go read a book. <laughs> Thank you. Um, all right, agreed. I think people listening probably agree, but maybe there's a couple. Who are hating. If you're a Michigan fan, you're listening to this podcast. Uh, how long is this now? Almost an hour in. You need to go get help. I'm well, they're tailing that. our picks. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it is. Yeah, it's a big uptick. <laughs> um, all right, we'll call it a day. Uh, we're gonna have to suffer some more football for a couple more weeks, dude. But- I, I'm, I'm just like I said. I'm not gonna get mad about the results. I just want to see these young guys ball out, man. Yeah, that's, all, that's it. Have some fun. Um. Drink some beers. And it'll all be okay, guys. I <laughs> yeah. promise. 
And this, is, this is coming from the biggest doom and gloom guy in history. Trust me. It'll be okay. And always go green. Go white. Dylan up ahead. Winston. No one near him. And he's going to come out with it. And Michigan State is headed to Minneapolis. Michigan State.